Welcome to the Will Evans Show, a podcast that is meant to teach you everything you did not learn in school. And today, we're going to be talking about buy now, pay later, and I'm going to be answering your questions. Let's go. Today, we are talking about buy now, pay later, known as Affirm, Klarna, Afterpay, Apple, uh, Pay Now Later, or whatever Apple is calling it now. All of these services are something that we have seen blowing up over the past few years. So I wanted to break it down. How does it work? Um, And so to do that, I wanted to look at it from an article that I came across from Fox Business. And someone on there explained it as, is the plans you're offered vary by provider, but many providers use a pay-in-four or pay-in-six model, which divides your purchase into equal installments, each due two weeks apart, with the first payment due immediately. And then, for example, for a pay-in-four model, if your total purchase is $300, you're going to pay $75 at checkout, and then you're going to have three remaining payments of $75. So as long as you make all the payments on time, you'll pay off your purchase in six weeks. And so that sounds great because if you don't have the money, then you can just, you know, you see at the bottom of your screen when you get to checkout and you have this massive uh, checkout cart and then you see a tiny little number at the bottom that says uh, X amount in four easy payments or four easy installments. And so I want to break this down. Like, what does this actually mean and how does it actually work? And so first thing to note on these, which is kind of crazy when I came across this, is less than 10% of people actually understand the terms and conditions. So that means they're just seeing this number and then just clicking it because psychologically they see a smaller number. They see it as a discount. And they're like, yep, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to do it in four easy payments or six easy payments because they think they're getting a discount because it's cheaper. But in reality, you're not. You're going to be paying for it, just not all at one, not all up, up front. And so let's look at some crazy things that people have been buying with buy now, pay later. So some of the biggest things from this article I read of people are, they are purchasing furniture or uh, appliances. So like your laundry machine, your dishwasher, stuff like that. That's what most people are using this buy now, pay later for. And so the next thing was clothing. That was the next biggest thing. So clothing, beauty items, so like your necklaces, your jewelry, and then just clothes in general. The next was technology. So they included like TVs, uh, iPhones, stuff like that, that you were just rolling into, whether it's a uh, into your phone plan or you're actually using buy now, pay later at the Apple store to get your iPhone. And with, if you use Apple Pay, uh, their buy now, pay later, you can get it in for 12 months. They'll like expand that payment option for 12 months. That way you don't have to pay it all up front. 
So take so you had furniture, clothing, technology, and then here's some of the crazy ones that have with how crazy our world's been since COVID. Here's what people are using buy now, pay later for. Gas. So you are literally filling your car up using buy now, pay later. So then when you need gas the next week, you haven't even made the second payment of your last tank. Like this is ridiculous. I don't even, when I read this, I couldn't even believe it because I can't even imagine buying something it being gone within a week and then still having to pay for it for the next month or two months or three months. But that's what people are doing. They're switching to this buy now, pay later because they think they're winning just because they see the smaller number. Another thing that kind of blew me away was groceries. Kind of the same premises as gas is like, these groceries are gone and you're still paying for them, you know? So why are we using buy now, pay later for something that's going to be gone in a week or two weeks? And so, and, and then the next thing, which this doesn't surprise me at all, but it was actually uh, one of the lowest numbers and that's travel. And I would like to believe that's probably because most people are putting their travel on a credit card but some people are doing buy now, pay later for their credit card. And that, when you think about it, guys, you got you to gotta look at it. Why would you want to come home from vacation and still have to pay for your vacation? You still have installments that you have to pay because you couldn't afford your travel. But here's the dirty little secret. You know, you know, at the beginning, I said that less than 10% of people actually understand the terms and conditions. So let me break down some of those terms and conditions for you. Some, so the, the reason that I hate buy now, pay later is not just because you're, you're going into debt to buy these things, but because if you miss a payment, that's where it really hurts. There have been some cases with Klarna and Afterpay that if you miss a payment, it can be up to 30% interest on that if you miss a payment. And they consider that a late fee and they're just tacking on all this interest because you miss it. And this is what happens. You're doing, uh, you're doing buy now, pay later for your Laundry machine, you're doing buy now, pay later for your phone, and then for your gas, then your groceries, then your travel, and all these little payments are stacking up, and then you start missing payments, and then you're getting hit with 30% interest charges or late fees. And so instead of buy now, pay later being this blessing, it's turning into a curse. And don't, don't miss this when I say this. This is debt. If you cannot pay cash for it, if you are taking out a line of credit where you owe somebody something, that is debt. You are in debt to that person. So how can we avoid this? How can we get past this? How can we not use buy now, pay later for our everyday purchases? We have to get on a budget. 
You have to get on a budget to where you're creating margin in your life. When you create margin in your life, you give yourself breathing room. And then instead of hitting buy now, pay later at Kroger, you're paying cash. You're not putting it on a credit card anymore. You're paying cash for your groceries. You're paying cash for your clothes. You're paying cash for your cell phone. And you're definitely paying cash when you decide to travel. And so here's what you need to ask yourself as well, because everybody that I coach, or I won't say everybody, most people that I coach, they have a contentment problem. And we've talked about this on the show multiple times. You have to live within your means. You have to be content with what you have. And if you don't, You can fall victim to something like this because instead of saving up for it, you want it right now because you want to impress your friends, you fall victim to buy now, pay later. So here's one thing you need to ask yourself next time this option gets brought up at the bottom of your checkout card is, if my circle of friends or influence never saw this purchase, would it still matter? Would I still choose to go into debt with buy now, pay later. Another thing you can do is what a lot of people talk about is the 24-hour rule. So especially when we're talking about a big purchase, whether it's your furniture or you're talking about uh, a washer and dryer machine, 24-hour rule. Hey, can I afford this? Is this the best way to fix this problem that I have? Or do I actually need that? Do I actually need a new washer and dryer or can I get someone to come out and fix the one that I already have? So that's a 24-hour rule. You wait 24 hours before purchasing something because there are so many stories when people are paying on this down the road and when they use buy now, pay later, they're not even using it anymore when they finish paying for it. So that's like your groceries and your gas. By the time you finish paying for it, You're already on the second or third grocery run since you you went on the first one with buy now, pay later. And here's the thing. Y'all know me. I I, I hate debt. I, I hate payments. I hate stuff that steals margin out of my monthly budget. I want to have zero payments in my life. And I promise you, When you have zero payments in your life, that is when you truly feel financial peace because you don't owe anybody anything. And buy now, pay later is something that will steal that peace because you see a discounted price. In reality, it's not a discounted price. It's just a lower price right now. That instant grat- It's almost like that instant gratification that we've talked about. You have to have it right now, so you're going to do buy now, pay later. Those payments can add up real quick. And buy now, pay later is a form of debt, and you need to run from buy now, pay later. You're listening to The Will Evans Show. Hey, guys, it's Will. I know this show is all about what you didn't learn in school, But for some of you, you need a little more personalized help, and that's what Evans Financial Coaching is. I specialize in helping people pay off debt and build wealth. 
If this is you, I've put my contact info in the show notes. So please reach out. I'm here to help you. Evans Financial Coaching, creating paths to financial freedom. Welcome back to the Will Evans Show. Today we've been talking about buy now, pay later, how you need to run from that. You don't need to be anywhere near buy now, pay later. Stay away from it. And I do need a favor from y'all though. I need y'all to like, share, follow this podcast. Uh, If you're willing, would you share it on your social media platform? That would be, uh, I would forever be grateful for that. Um, Our our numbers have gradually been going up, which is good, which means either you're talking about it or somehow people are hearing about the show. And and that's awesome because our numbers have been going up and that's been really cool to see. Um, but yeah, if you could just share it with somebody, a coworker, a family member, a friend, um, and yeah, that, that I would love that. And so I put out on my Instagram the other day uh, a bunch of, I said, hey, if you have a question for the podcast, slide up, I want to hear it. And I had a lot of people reach out. And so one of the questions I got from Instagram was, what is the best way to invest outside of your 401k? And so that is a great question. Uh, when, when we talk about investing, your 401k is obviously a retirement option. So if we're talking, hey, how do we invest into other retirement options? Hey, you can look at a personal Roth IRA. Those are great right now for uh, 2023. I believe if you're under the age of 55, you can invest up to $6,500 per person. So if it's you and your spouse, that's 6500 each that y'all can put into a personal Roth IRA. Um, But now if you want to look at, hey, I'm already investing in my 401k. I need to do more investing because uh, I can't touch this money till I'm 59 and a half. That's a great question. And that's what we're going to call, you can call it a bridge account. So something that's going to bridge you if you uh, take, take a take time off from work, or you retire before 59 and a half, you have to have money to bridge you from, say, 50 to 59 and a half. So there's a lot of ways you can do that. You can just do that straight into an S&P 500. There's nothing wrong with that. That's going to be, that's going to go average with the market. Um, The S&P 500 is anywhere from, uh, has been from anywhere from nine to up to 12%. So uh, just depending on what you're looking at, but nine to 12%, that's a great rate of return, just putting it into an S&P 500 uh, or just mutual funds that we've talked about. The four types of good growth stock mutual funds that we've talked about on this show, that's another great way to invest into a bridge account uh, because it's just going to be a taxable brokerage account is all it's going to be. And so that... If you're looking to invest outside of your 401k, those are some simple ways to do that. Uh, another thing, if you're into real estate, obviously real estate is a great investment because over the course of history, real estate has gone up. And so, uh, you know, you look last year, it was a white hot market, you know, it, you, we had people, uh, Paying fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars over asking price without even seeing the house, so that's real estate. That's good. You and all of this, whether it's you're getting into real estate, um, we're doing this all with cash. You know, uh, there's you're never going to hear me say to 
take out debt of any kind, and that comes to real estate as well. And real estate comes after you've paid off your personal residence. So once you are completely debt-free and on, from the baby steps, you're going to be baby step seven, then you can look at doing, uh, this is where you start looking to invest outside of your 401k, outside of that, or more than 15% of your income investing. You won't do any more of that until baby step seven, because we're going to be knocking down that mortgage uh, to become completely debt-free. And so if y'all have any other questions, please reach out. I love answering your questions because it means that you either trust me or you just want to hear what I have to say about it. And either one of those is, is fine with me. But reach out to me on Instagram. I'm uh, going to be posting a lot more, uh, wanting feedback from you all, uh, wanting your questions. And so reach out to me. You can also email us at ask at evans-fc.com. It's going to be in the show notes as well. Uh, but yeah, send us an email or uh, DM me on my Instagram at I'm Will Evans. And as always, a big thank you to Ben for making this show run. And remember, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. This is The Will Evans Show. Yeah.